Welcome to Real Paranormal Activity, the network. Entertainment you'll enjoy. You are listening to an RPA production where people gather. Ladies and gentlemen, RPA is proud to present Aaron's Horror Show with Aaron Frail. Hi, I'm Phil Hughes. And I'm Jen Doherty. We're the creators of The Workshop Presents. And you're listening to Aaron's Horror Show with Aaron Frail. Welcome to Aaron's Horror Show Season 3, and I'm your host, Aaron Frail. We're going to go ahead and talk about movies, TV, and read some fiction. If you want to get hold of the show, you can go ahead and go to Facebook.com, Aaron's Horror Show, or you can go to Twitter.com, Aaron Horror Show, or you can go ahead and send us an email at Aaron's Horror Show at gmail.com. Uh, you can also go ahead and support the show by going to Patreon.com forward slash Aaron Frail. Thank you so much for listening, and enjoy the show. Dun 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 dun. Okay, I won't bother you with my singing. Ha ha! Star Wars. I guess you can tell what I'm going to be doing today. I'm going to be go and talk about the latest Star Wars movie, which by the time this comes out, you probably all should have seen it by now. And so, of course, spoilers. But of course, if you haven't seen the Star Wars, or like some people I know, there's a guy that I work with that literally hasn't seen any Star Wars. So you know. If you do want to see it and be unspoiled, go see nine movies and then get back to me, possibly ten, you know. <laughs> uh, there, there, there's a, I guess Rogue One is the only movie that's not in the thing but still within the timeline. And then really, you know, as far as like how to see the Star Wars movies, if you're going to see all of them uh, and then get back to me, well, there's there's some debate, debate on that too. If, if you see them how I saw them, then, of course, you're going to start with uh, Episode 4, A New Hope, which is the first movie to come out in the 70s. And then you're going to go back to the prequels, and then you're going to go back to The Force Awakens and, and all those other movies. So, you know, uh, uh, if, if that's, you know, that, that would be the, the, the way that most of the world has experienced them. But if you want to do it chronologically and you've never seen them before, you could start with The Phantom Menace, which is Episode 1. The problem is... The Phantom Menace is the worst one. It is. It really is. It's like, it was, it, you know, I don't know if if, if you were around uh, during that time or excited about Star Wars, but when that movie came out, it was like, oh my God, they're making a new Star Wars. This is the most exciting movie. And then such a letdown, such a disappointment. And it was such a disappointment that I really think it colored people's, uh, uh, you know, assumptions. It kind of It kind of made people less trusting of the other Star Wars movies to come out because I feel the the second two in the prequels are actually not that bad, especially the third one. I think the third one is actually a pretty good movie, but because the Phantom Menace was just so bad that, uh, you know, uh, <laughs> it, 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 you know, no one, you, you can't like any of them because that one just, just, I don't know, didn't work. But I actually did enjoy the third one of the prequels. But I'm not here to talk about the third one. I'm here to talk about the last one, 
the final movie in the Star Wars. Uh, so, you know, if you're going to ask me what do I like better, Star Trek or Star Wars, I'm going to tell you right now, it's Star Trek. Yep, I said it. I love Star Trek more than Star Wars. Uh, I know, I know there's going to be people out there that maybe have died a little inside and then other people that are like, huzzah, let me buy you a Romulan ale. Uh, <laughs> you know, uh, so so I know I, I've, I've taken sides, but I, I do like them both. So I, I do enjoy myself some Star Wars. I just, you know, Star Trek for me, I like better because I, I, I you know, they're they're both science fiction, so they're not really based on science. <laughs> but Star Trek at least tries to make the science a little bit more accurate. You know, at least it's trying. <laughs> you know, whereas Star Wars just doesn't try at all. But with that being said, you know, science aside, uh, you know, it it it's a science fiction one and two. I think more a science fantasy than 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 science fiction. You know, because you have in in the, the science fiction canon, you have like hard science fiction, which is as close to science as one can possibly get, and then you have the more kind of fantasy science fiction, which is like Star Wars. I think Star Wars is a great fantasy series. You know, uh, except instead of you know knights and dragons, it's a uh, Jedi's and you know <laughs> giant worms that can swallow spaceships. You know, so I think. Uh, I, I think I think you know you have a you 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 still you know if you're if you're looking for hard science Star Wars of course is not going to be your first stop and I I just don't think that's what people watch Star Wars for but you know that aside uh, the other reason why I'm more of a Trekkie than a Star Wars person is you know if I kind of I don't know maybe it's the future I want to live in but it's kind of the future that I see happening it's sort of like the yeah i could totally see this happening it's it's a and and not only see it happening but would like to live in that future and 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 you know not to mention uh you know some of the best characters are 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 in star trek so you know you know i love i love star wars i grew up with star wars i had all the toys uh, I even play this nerdy Star Wars X-Wing game uh, with my buddies that is all Star Wars themed. And, and you know, Star Wars has a, a very significant part of my life. My, li my, uh, my wife, too, actually. She, uh, she's a big Star Wars person, too. Uh, uh, she, you know, she actually died a little inside when The Force Awakens came out because, uh, you know, she was big into the Star Wars uh canon uh the star wars universe she she read all the books when she was a kid like the timothy zahn novels and like all this star wars stuff and uh you know with the force awakens they kind of decided that you know none of that stuff happened <laughs> you know so there's all these books that came out you know in the <laughs> in the 90s and, and whatnot that that just this huge amount of star wars <laughs> reading that that just sort of got erased and uh i think they call it Star Wars Legends or something like it's not a race it's just a legend or something you know what I mean like like but yeah she she that that irritated her uh, uh so much that we had to watch the Force Awakens like 3 times before she could actually say that she liked it <laughs> the first time it was like there goes my childhood <laughs> they're just taking my childhood away <laughs> and then the second time uh it was a little bit more you know she got a little bit more and then the third she she did like the Force Awakens uh 
you know, and, and for me, I kind of like them all to get go. I have read some of those, those, uh, books that she read, but not enough of them to mourn their loss really. So when the new star Wars movies came out, I, uh, I, I enjoyed it. Uh, so with that being said, uh, let's talk about the rise of Skywalker. Uh, so yeah, spoiler alert. Uh, I think I've already mentioned it, but mention it one more time. So uh, the big reveal of the uh, of the rise of Skywalker, the Luke, I am your father moment, where we found out that Darth Vader was uh, Luke's father, is uh, Rey is Emperor Palpatine's granddaughter. And for some people, my wife was one of them. She mentioned it in The Force Awakens. She said it's probably Emperor Palpatine's granddaughter. She like literally, <laughs> she literally called it like years ago, like <laughs> like when there was a mystery about Ray's parents. And then after the second movie came out, and it was like, oh, they're nobodies, you know. <laughs> and it's like that was just uh, trying to get us away from the point. But yeah, it's so funny. She she literally called it like it's probably emperor palpatine's granddaughter and 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 when when she said that in in the in the movie uh uh she turned to me and was like see i told you and i was like you called it i i didn't i thought i you know you you knew what you knew exactly and and uh it was funny too cuz like in order to see this movie we had to play hooky from work i took the afternoon off work uh you know and then she had to take the afternoon off work because uh you know we're parents now, and daycare is expensive, and 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 uh, babysitters are really expensive, and we got a two-year-old who's of course not going to want to sit through Star Wars. Uh, so you know we, uh, we, in order to finally see this last one in the theater, because we've seen all of the other ones in the theater up to this point, uh, we we had to basically go uh, <laughs> in the afternoon and and take off work to go see it while our son was at daycare, you know. So we've already paying for the daycare, might as well go see ourselves some Star Wars. So uh overall, uh I know there's been some criticalness of this new movie. I I really liked The Rise of Skywalker. I I I think I liked it as much as I liked Force Awakens. The second one, it's it was okay and a little bit better when I saw it in preparation for the Rise of Skywalker. So uh, we got uh, Disney Plus, uh, you know, so we could watch The Mandalorian, and I will talk about that the next time I talk about stuff because uh, we're still in the middle of watching it. But, uh, yeah, because we got Disney Plus, we decided to, you know, go ahead and uh, uh, watch all the movies in, in preparation of watching uh, this again. And, and the second movie in the third series... Uh, uh, the Last Jedi was was better than I remember it being in the in the theater. I remember the Force Awakens really enjoying that, and then the Last Jedi going that was good, <laughs> but not great, you know. Uh, but you know, better the second time around, and then and then finally, uh, you know, this one I just thought was great. It it wrapped up, you know, the Star Wars. Uh, universe in in a way that I thought thought was uh you know fantastic I I I also was pretty amazed at what they did uh you know cuz uh RIP uh Carrie Fisher she she passed away before she had a chance to film the third movie and very you know sad moment for us all and and uh you know the fact that they were able to get her in the movie but also 
Respecter I thought was really good. And what I mean by Respecter is, you know, uh, the guy that played, uh, I forget, one of the moths in the original Star Wars that came out in the 70s, he, uh, you know, died, but then they kind of digitally put him into, I believe it was Solo. Uh, <laughs> you know, they, they made a, you know, uh, one of those deep fakes, I guess, is, is what they're called, uh, where, you know, you get someone's voice and you make it sound like them, uh, <laughs> and, and then you could also get, you know, uh, uh, their likeness and make it look like them, and, and you could basically fake a video with somebody and their voice, and, and they did that with that actor, and people didn't like it, and so... I'm glad they didn't try and do it with Carrie Fisher and and make the movie like they were intending. They instead took scenes that I they had from Carrie Fisher uh, and uh, stuff that she had already recorded, and then used body doubles when they needed something that they didn't have from her, and then also rewrote the script a whole lot to account for the fact that you know they could only work with what they had, so they. You know, like, like the only time that I, I in the movie, kind of realized, oh, that was a moment that was probably meant for Carrie Fisher is, uh, you know, when uh, when Kylo Ren and, and Ray have their big showdown. Eventually, you know, Ray wins and and convinces uh, Ben Solo to uh, come out and uh, and and get rid of Kylo Ren and just put Kylo Ren to rest once and for all. So there's this moment. Uh, you know, right at right at the end, where where he decides to be Ben Solo again, and and that's when Han Solo appears uh, and and talks to him, his dad, and and they you know say he's just a memory and and stuff like that, and and you know they make it work, but I realized that was that was not meant to be a conversation with his dad. That was meant to be a conversation with his mom. You know, I think it worked, and and I liked it, but it was interesting that that was the one moment that you know, I identified as probably meant for Carrie Fisher to do, uh, but never ended up doing, you know, and so that is, uh, yes, but they ended up putting her in and actually ended up giving her a significant kind of role and with whatever footage they had. And I felt that to be, you know, respectful in the sense that they actually used her as an, an actor and not, you know, said, well, we're making this movie anyways, and we're just going to digitally edit her into the <laughs> next film, you know, which I think would have been a little, a little callous. Like, I totally understand that the show must go on in, in the sense of they're having to complete the third movie anyways, but also doing it in a way that, you know, respects the fact that she's uh, no longer with us. And uh, yeah, so, you know, uh, the other component that I, you know, enjoyed about it is the you know they they made it into kind of a, a fun quest uh star wars so they they had to kind of quest to get to the final scene and the the final showdown with emperor palpatine and i thought it was nice that the the final showdown was with emperor palpatine and a bazillion <laughs> star destroyers and the rest of the galaxy like like i kind of in, enjoyed that because I felt, you know, Kylo Ren, especially being Han Solo's son, was never, he he was always meant to like, like what happened to him coming back to the 
light side, so to speak. That I think that was always kind of where it was where it was going. And I think if it would have been a big showdown with him and they killed Kylo Ren and said hooray <laughs> and went home, it it wouldn't have been as good as saying, oh, the Emperor's is you know uh, uh, trying to do this. Uh, you know, thing again, and 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 really, he's trying to do this thing again. So in the you know in the showdown with in Return of the Jedi with Luke, the Emperor is always you know telling Luke to kill him, strike me down without your hatred, you know, and and uh, and then Ray comes along, he's like, strike me down, Ray, like he really wants people to kill him, but you know they actually make a better job of saying why he wants people to kill him, like 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 you know the, he's going to pass on the like whoever strikes him down and all of their hatred will get all the power of the Sith. So, you know, they're, they're trying to like, that's how the, the Sith procreate, I guess, is, 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 you know, <laughs> the next emperor kills the, the emperor before and gets all their power. So <laughs> that's kind of, uh, <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's kind of like, like how it works. And it, it makes more sense than it did in Return of the Jedi. Cause Return of the Jedi, it's like, Man, the emperor has a death wish. <laughs> What's up with that? You know what I mean? Like it's never really explained, but but here it's actually explained of why. Uh, of course, that then kind of makes it incredibly derivative of Return of the Jedi, and literally it's almost the same scene. I mean, there's literally like like in Return of the Jedi, there's a moment where the emperor's like, "Look out the window, Luke. We're beating you. See that space battle? We're winning." And then you know the same thing happens. He like like, has a sunroof in his evil chamber, you know, like, all evil chambers need a sunroof, I mean, like, you know, and it never explains why he has a sunroof, because, you know, Emperor Palpatine has really pale skin, like, you don't think he would use a sunroof, you know, like, like, you think the sun would burn him, or he's never used the sunroof, it's like, like, I'm not sure if this works, Ray, but I, I hear this place has a sunroof, hang on, let me press the button, so anyways, he opens it, and there's a space battle going on, of course, with the rest of the galaxy and all these uh, 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 star destroyers, and uh, and he has the same conversation with Ray, like, "Look at us, we're winning this battle, Ray. Ha <laughs> ha! You better strike me down." Except it works, you know. Uh, she's like, "Okay, sure, I'll do it." But then Ben Solo, aka used to be Kylo Ren, comes in and and is like, "No, no, ain't gonna work like that." And they have a big showdown and. And eventually, the uh, there's these Knights of Ren, uh, which are kind of like the elite. They're kind of like the you know the red dudes uh, for the Emperor. Those bodyguards. They're kind of like Kylo Ren's uh, red dudes. Uh, they're his elite guard. And then, of course, when Kylo Ren turns good, he has to fight those guys at the end. But what I find really funny, and my wife was, I'll, I'll thank her for this joke. But she, you know, said they all had kind of matching helmets. It's like like Kylo, Kylo Ren had a little meeting to have like, you know, matching helmets uh, and, and, and you know, like, like, okay, guys, you're going to be my nice Ren, but we need to really like, like, like get our helmets to match guys, but not match entirely. Like you got to have different helmets, but they got to be in the same theme. Okay, guys, I got the red, the red cool veins in my helmet. You guys got to pick something different. And then that kind of made me also think that that's probably why Hux, you know, General Hux, he, he that's why he turns on Kylo Ren because probably Kylo Ren, you know, didn't check his email and and like you know like booked that room and 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 didn't check the Outlook calendar and you know like like Hux probably already had it had it had it like booked you know had that meeting room booked and 
you know, so like, uh, you know, Hux comes into the meeting room and is like, but this is a, a, a birthday party for Martha, whatever. <laughs> and, and, and Kylo Ren's like, no, I'm doing my Knights of Ren meeting here. But, but I booked it. And now look, oh, go away. And he, you know, uses the force to shove Hux off. And Hux, really mad, runs over the phone. It's like, hello, resistance. You know, uh, yeah. So that's that's my thought. That's that's probably why Hux turned. I'm guessing. I'm guessing that's a deleted scene we'll see in the DVD, uh, Blu-ray re- releases. So, uh, but uh, yeah. So, you know, uh, uh, overall, uh, an enjoyable uh, movie. There, there's one thing that kind of you know, and maybe I missed it. You know, I, I saw this in the theater, so I didn't get a chance to watch it again. And and you know, I also you know drank a lot of soda, so I had to get up and leave and go pee. So maybe it happened in the scene that I was being. But uh, you know, there was this moment where uh, Finn is gonna tell Ray something. Uh, they're all falling in this like quicksand pit, and my wife and I love to joke whenever we see a scene like that where it looks like they're all dead. We, uh, we we always go, roll credits. Like, it'd be really funny if that's literally how the movie ended. They just all died in this weird quicksand, and it was the end of the movie. And they're like, all right, that's the last Star Wars movie. Get out, guys. <laughs> uh, but anyways, uh, like, like Finn says, I got to tell you something, Ray. And then they fall through the quicksand. Uh, and then throughout the movie, they keep bringing it up. Like, Poe keeps telling Finn, like, what were you going to tell Ray? and he he was really curious and they keep doing it and they kind of make a joke of it but then in the end you never learn what he was going to tell Ray like it it, now it bothers me like I know it's bothering Bo but like I figured oh by the end of the movie there'll be a moment where Finn tells Ray whatever he's going to tell him and and yeah so you know I'm going to watch it again I'm going to look for that maybe I missed it I'm, I'm willing to say I missed it but man now I'm annoyed by it because uh like Finn never told told Ray whatever it is he wanted to tell. He didn't even tell Poe. Like like we don't even know what he wanted to tell her. And and it's funny because they they you know they, for Finn they make it really ambiguous. Like you know there's there's Rose Tico and then he meets this other ex stormtrooper girl and and then you think he might also have a thing for Ray, but then you know uh, Kylo Ren has a thing for Ray and and you know like like. And I think Ray has a thing for Kylo Ren, so you know they 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 make it very like like Finn doesn't ultimately end up getting uh, together with anyone by the end, uh, but uh, you, there's definitely like like three people that I think Finn would have went for, uh, and and maybe they're just trying to let the fans decide their favorite for themselves, you know, like like which one he you know he's gonna swipe left or right, on all but one of them, <laughs> so. Uh, <laughs> Anyways, uh, so yeah, that's uh, the new Star Wars, Rise of Skywalker. Uh, I highly recommend it. I think it's really awesome, really good. Uh, definitely worthy in Star Wars. The fight scenes are awesome. The The whole general pace of the movie, I think, is cool. Uh, you know, uh, yeah. And it, it was a, a satisfying ending, uh, you know, that, that uh, really I felt, you know, did, did it justice, even if it's not the Timothy Zahn uh, way that 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 those books would have ended this this series. But uh, yeah, you know, go ahead and uh, check it out, uh, Disney Plus. And uh, yeah, thank you for listening. 
tons of other cool stuff to listen to. Uh, so get the Real Paranormal Activity app. Have you heard about the 2018 study that showed half of prenatal vitamins tested had unacceptable levels of heavy metals? No? Well, now you have. I'm Kat, mother of three and founder of Ritual, the company making traceability the new standard in the supplement industry. I remember staring at my prenatal vitamins and finding all these things I was trying to avoid. High amounts of heavy metals, synthetic colorants, and unnecessary ingredients. So... At four months pregnant, I quit my job and started Ritual because I believe that all women deserve to know what they're putting in their bodies and why. I'm so proud of our prenatal vitamin. The ingredients are 100% traceable. It's third-party tested for microbes and heavy metals and recently received the Purity Award from the Clean Label Project. You see, we trace like a mother because, let's be honest, no one cares quite like a mother. But don't just take my word for it. Trace for yourself with 25% off at virtual.com slash podcast.